Hello, everyone. Hello. How you doing, mate? Hey, man. All right. How's tricks? How's things? I'm going to try and speak. Fantastic. I'm going to try and speak for English for everyone. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I was saying before, but like when we're waiting to get started, how it's strange. I'm not sure if it'll come across. Maybe I'll do the whole camera thing. But when I speak to someone from the northeast of England, my voice or like the, how I talk, I do think changes. Like it's like I when my dad when my dad comes to visit, it's like. Wait, it's the same. Uh, uh, I've come from a, a teaching background, so I've got used to like regulating my English so ah, people yeah. can understand. But I've been back in Newcastle for the last good few years, mm. and now I've just reverted back to the indigenous dialect. <laughs> That's class. I've been teaching my daughter recently that she needs to um, speak more slowly. Because, so you can understand that. Yeah, I mean, because she speaks obviously in German and really fast. But when I was younger, I used to speak very quickly. And it wasn't until I moved to Berlin that I realized I really had to slow down because I was speaking all the time with like non-native speaking. And it was just, it was too much. So we'll see how, we'll be fine. We'll be fine, mate. We'll be fine. Um, should, we, should we do the standard intro and you tell us a bit about yourself before we get into the whole um Yeah, my pleasure. Well, first, I'd like to say thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, it's strange for me being on the other side because I've been following you's lot for the last two or three years, and now I'm on, on the other side looking through the looking class. It's a, it's a pleasure. But my background, I think it's pretty similar to yours because you didn't start traditionally in data mm -hmm. analytics. And I was yeah. the same. My background, um, I, was, I started in uh, teaching, teaching English as a foreign language. Cool. Uh, but looking back i didn't really like teaching the only reason i took up teaching is because i wanted to learn spanish and so <laughs> so I was, by teaching english i was able to learn spanish but then uh, i got into um uh, interpreting translation and my geeky pleasure was compiling uh trilingual dictionaries in excel and uh, and that was my journey in uh, Power Query, and then that was like the gateway drug into Power BI, and 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 so that's that's my my that's cool. trajectory. I like that very much. Well, but that's I mean, it's always interesting about people's background and how they arrive where they are. Like I've mentioned before about uh, being a flight attendant, all that kind of stuff, and people tell the stories. And but once like, I've never heard anyone mention or about compiling trilingual dictionaries in excel i have a multitude of questions um <laughs> i don't know if we'll start I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where to start to be honest man um why it's because uh when when you're translating documents um when you get into the professional translation field the are like translation software and a lot so you still have to manually there's there's a bit of machine learning in or machine translation but mm. a lot of it you still have to edit manually um but what it does do is there's a normally like packages of dictionaries or glossaries mm. where it detects certain words and it offers you a suggestion oh is this mm. this translation that one but then it's like i was just desperate for more vocabulary so i would keep a list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of words from english into spanish and then Spanish in the Catalan, and then and then I would, that would be my way of be like because I, for a period I lived in Spain, and yeah. and I lived in the Barcelona region. So every day you're switching between Spanish one second, Catalan the other second. That's interesting. And and so in order to compile these dictionaries, what I had to do was steal like PDFs, Word documents, and extract the data. And I would do it with Power Query. And then what I discovered is that, oh, actually, my love for languages, it transposes into my love for coding languages because it's kind of the same satisfaction. Being able to communicate in another language and connect it to someone gives you one type of uh, mm. satisfaction. But using code is kind of like using another language, like symbols yeah. and keywords. And uh, that, that addiction made us go down a rabbit hole and I've never, I've never got out of it since. That's really interesting, i got to say. And quick, this is a good point. You should um, compare notes with Bernard. True, actually, it's a good point. You guys I've, should... I've, uh... I've, I've dropped the odd tweet in Catalan to Bernard just to flex oh, yeah? a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, a bit I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> I love that. But the concept of, of learning is like a spoken language and that leading you down a, just the path of computer languages. I read 
a while ago. It's one of these things where you read it and then you can't cite the source because you just read it in some random paper or whatever or some paper. Yeah, because I'm boy. Uh, website. Paper. Um, I've been reading The Telegraph on my way to the, to the office. Wait a second, let's pull out the papyrus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was reading on the parchment. Um, no, I was reading on some random website about the, the concept of starting to treat computer language as with the same level as spoken languages like in school when you learn languages the choice between french german i don't know random javascript i don't know um it's an interesting thing but the fact that you kind of somehow lived that transition is quite interesting but what's also weird is that like some people have a knack for languages some people don't it's 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 either you've got a gift Mm. or you can learn it you can get better but not you not everyone is disposed to learning all languages like for example when i was at school mm. i couldn't understand french didn't l- learn french very well and i felt mm. like oh learning languages is not for me because of that but then somewhere later down the line a couple yeah. of decades later it's like oh I, i'm learning spanish and it's coming to us really easy in ways that french doesn't so it's a, it's a weird yeah. thing and it's the same type of thing with coding languages yeah excel comes really easy power mm. query in the beginning not so much but dax was like oh dax is really easy but it's not no it's really simple but it's not easy yeah you go. i see you did there um but i do i mean i'm the same with i mean for me with languages i mean i learned like like most people do in the uk uh yeah i learned french for like six years in school yeah but we learned french in school it was like you do it for like one hour a week and then you don't learn anything that's really and my my issue with learning languages in school was always it was very textbook like you know you learn what's in a pencil case or what can you i don't know what do you say to a teacher it's not something that engages you as a person you know and i've always said if i want to learn languages in school it should be more and i'll go back to something that we've discussed a few times in the show the concept of a passion project if you have a passion project you're going to engage you're going to learn um and it's for me it's a similar thing with languages. I mean, I learned German by necessity because I'm here, but I didn't learn in the classroom. Probably why my German so bad. Um, and it's the same when you're learning like something like Power Query or Power BI. To have a passion project just helps you learn. It helps you care. Sorry. And yeah, no, really good message uh, there is that when you're learning languages in uh, a school or in a textbook, th- that's kind of a standard. And we're mm. led to believe, or we're made to believe that you have to reach that standard in order to be sort of deemed efficient, proficient. Mm. Um, but as long as, just because you can't replicate what you see in a textbook or what you hear in the classroom, doesn't mean you're unable to communicate because communication is a spectrum. And yeah, it's the same with, with anything else you do. Um, the You don't have to be perfect in order to mm. communicate and in and, and like we're having a conversation now mm. our english is not perfect but i'll speak for myself but no, we're, we're still able to communicate yeah yeah okay <laughs> um no it's like yeah i mean when i speak to my dad i often have to often occasionally i'll say have to ask him words because i don't speak english that often or as often as i used to or sh- should do put it that way or even when i do speak english I very rarely speak English with an English native speaker because, of course, my entire family, they're not from the UK. They're from, you oh. know, here or somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, this is from Ben as well, Lynn Lounges. You either go all in or better spend time doing something else. This is very true. Yeah, you have to get immersed into it. You can't just dip in and out mm. sporadically. You have to yeah. get fully involved. And like, it's not all languages are, you know, created equal not in regard of how good they are but rather how how much you care about them you know like i will would absolutely rather spend my entire time learning fantastic m than dax yeah because it's just i find it less interesting you know and it's the same it's the same with with languages like from you know like spoken languages but i'd much rather learn uh, whatever let's say Italian and Spanish. Okay, my wife's Italian's bias. But you get me, it's just something that you just, some things just click or sometimes, oh, that looks interesting when I do that. And it just, the way it goes. Totally. Well, it's like, M to me come really easy, but C sharp 
it's like it, it blows my mind. And now if we end up talking about Deneb in yeah. in in death by a thousand curly brackets in JSON, it's like I I, I struggle, but I want yeah. to I want to really bad in my heart. It's like I I want to learn this, I can learn this, but then I can't. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually just us as well, just that to translate to, to Deneb. Um it's as you just answered the question, I suppose. But I, I see where you come from there. I mean, I, I think I say on pretty much every single one of my Deneb videos, and that's primarily all I do now. Um, that I'm ba I'm bad at typing and I hate it. And I, I, I really do feel that like I pick the language that is most awkward to type when it comes to curly brackets, square brackets, especially on like a German keyboard, they're in a different place. And the, the harder, I was, I would literally wanted to get an extra keyboard where I could just press the button to make it happen or something. It's Cause where's your, where's your, um, your speech marks on a German keyboard? Is it not shifting too? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it the same? Oh no, it's it's the at sign that's somewhere else, isn't it? The at you, you got to press the the um the oh, what is it? I'm gonna try and type it here. It's, I do it so often. Yeah, the, the control and the Q is at. No way, control and Q. Oh, control and Q, and to to get the the, the square brackets, I've got to do what is it? It's like control and eight and stuff. This is all. This is like. <laughs> oh. It's a nightmare, man. It sounds, the, sounds people. <laughs> I love that we were talking about keyboard configuration. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just like like you do. Oh man, love it. Yeah, but it's interesting to speak to someone from from. I think it must be the first person I've spoken who's who's from Newcastle since I started doing these. I, I think forgot. so. I yeah. think so. I've been following them, and even like from. Has there been anyone from England? Even yeah, I've for sure, there must have been. Yeah, because yeah, I spoke to, to Johnny um, oh, right, from the UK Webber. and um, yeah, Chris uh, Chris Webb from the UK. This uh, a couple from the UK for sure, um, but no, no one, no one from Northeast. Johnny, actually, yeah, true. Johnny's from your cast originally. It's true. I forgot Seriously? about that. Seriously? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one. Yeah. He's yeah. coming home. <laughs> coming home. Coming home, Newcastle. No, 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 no. Um, one second, um, Chris, Ben's, Ben's German. Uh, no, I'm not, I live in Berlin, in Germany, mate. I'm from Newcastle, the northeast of England, but I moved to Berlin all that time back in 2006. So but I'm, I, uh, yeah. I think what's interesting for people uh, here in Nord in our accents is that we're from the same city, mm. but we're from, I would say we're from, uh, more, yeah. but we're, we're two spectrums of the, of the, of the, the accent sort of mm. spectrum so out because i would say my accent's probably what would be considered a lot broader and yours definitely... is a lot more refined i would say you're you're i would say like it's broad geordie i would say you speak a broad geordie <laughs> i'm not sure if that's considered offensive but i was just about no, like no, how no, dare no. you sir uh, no it's what i aspire to it's like oh because i feel like i've lost i've, I've lost me uh i have i've kept my accent but I've lost a lot of the dialectal words you used to use when you were younger. They yeah. just go. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I consider my accent. I consider not particularly Geordie. It's more coasty, to be honest. Or how I would say usually. See, I said I said coasty. I'd usually say coasty. It's coasty, not, not coasty. Yeah, coasty. <laughs> um, but yes. Study. Study cakes and food. You, uh, sorry, can I ask how old you are, mate? Uh, me, uh, forty yeah. this year. Oh, me too. I just turned 40. Uh, Fantastic. Can you tell by Oh, you kind of see the grey hairs. Yeah. No, <laughs> getting, just, uh, yeah, I get that. Getting, getting crusty. That, that means when you were in school, by any chance, did you watch Geordie Racer? Geordie Racer. You ever watch this oh, at all? No, was... I, I, don't, I don't know if I did. Uh, it was more Grot Bags and uh, He-Man and She-Ra. And... No, it was... Geordie uh, Racer was on... Do you remember back in the day when you were in school, every now and then they would... They would bring out the TV and it was going to be the best lesson ever. <laughs> and all, they all looked the same. It was like this big ass TV on that little plastic stand thing. They would wheel out and you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, we watched, no, you, watched, you go ahead. Yeah, sorry. There was a program called Geordie Racer and it was about a, a kid and he, uh, he raced pigeons and he was solving crimes or something as he raised the pigeons. And he used to, and I mention it now, it sounds really random, more random than I usually am, because Johnny mentioned study cakes and he loves he, he loves study cakes. Every time you need to think about something and solve a problem, you would eat a study cake, a study. Oh, a a study is a big bun for people who are listening, I don't know about it. Yes, it's it's normally like a quarter of a bun, isn't it? The whole quarter. Hmm. If you get like a, a pie like that, a study. All right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the, the fourth quarter. 
True, yeah. Ah, oh, fantastic. Love it. Uh, should we try maybe a little bit touch on Power BI? We don't have to. Yeah. Like, just to, no, just no, for, please. No, no. I mean, it's 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 a fantastic stuff to, to talk about, and we'll probably we'll definitely spin back to it later. But, but just the do, time the time will fly too quick, so stop me in my tracks. Just so I can just check it off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we're being professional for a second. We're there, getting the mood. Exactly. <laughs> back to work. Uh, so you went you went for you went from your um your, your ex your, your language Excel, and that led you down your path to, uh, to, to Power BI, and yes. this is what you're doing. So what what is it that you actually? you're working on now what do you do and stuff so i've recently um just uh, uh started a new position a new job um so okay. i'm in my i'm in my third year of data analytics and um the last two years i was working on several projects and i was the sole power bi developer so yeah. basically i had i had the world at my feet everything that was data was coming through to me and whether it was sharepoint excel mm the dataverse power apps um and or the whole power platform and i must say at this point of all the power platform apps i don't know if this will get me into trouble but power automate i don't understand that it, i don't like power automate i feel like i'm a renegade in this regard no 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 i mean <laughs> I, I, I it's probably gonna come back to the things that it just you understand and like the way they work, like back the language thing, you know, that works for me, that, that doesn't. I um, I, I like power. What is it about that you don't like? It's it's different. It 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 doesn't, there's, it's, I find it illogical and I, the, the way, the okay. code and syntax, for example, I think it's like in, um, in Power Query, it's like table dot count rows or something, uh, DAX, it's count rows and in Power Automate, it's length. Okay, it's, it's something something odd like that. All of the things that we're used to, where there's a common ground in terms of like functions and syntax, most of the uh, Office suite is is sort of similar. Apart yeah. from Power Automate, it's like an alien, like a parasite. Latched on, latched onto the Power Platform, just sucking the blood out. <laughs> I love it. Um... That I the the one I understand the least is is Power Apps. To be honest, um, I would oh, love yeah. to I would love to get more involved in Power Apps because people do amazing stuff with that. Um, Power Query and Power Query Quetch. I always say Power Query for Power Automate. Um, I'm just obsessed with it, you know. Power, <laughs> Uh, I was speaking to like Israel McFarlane a few months ago, and we were talking about pretty much the entire time about Power Automate, and I kept saying Power Queries like that. Um, <laughs> Power Automate, it, I, I like it. Um, I'm not particularly proficient at it. I think it fails too often. Yeah, big time. And if there's an error, it's like, good luck trying to find it. It just says, yeah. oh, you, your flow doesn't work. Um, mm. and, and then like, all right, I'll try and decipher that error message at the top. It's like, no, yeah. I don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah it's tough. I, I did it um, a while ago. I did a video about uh, using uh, a Power Automate flow. That is annoying, by the way, Power automate flow it's a flow it's that the whole what is it in micro, yeah, what I is power it's a shapeshifter it's a, it's it's you you have a power automate and within power automate you have your flows and it's just it's very confusing um and it was i had to run this flow to make my video and i had to set up like an extra account because i was practicing it so many times i like like ran out of the number i could use that day <laughs> or something it was really annoying um but it's it, it's i find it a, a, a decent tool i underuse it I forget that it exists, you know? It definitely has its place. And I know that it's doing amazing things now that you can query a Power BI data set and you can, you, you can, query, mm. you can, you can sort of um, run, run flows that generate CSVs based on your data set in the Power BI model. And obviously you can export CSVs mm. and ex mm. export tables. But then again, exporting a table in Power Automate, you have to create an empty table template and then populate rows with it. Something to that effect in any way. Yeah, it's tough. Do you know what I mean? It's tough. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's... You can't just generate, like, there's a file, there's a table. Uh, or I think with CSV, you can. Yeah. But, you, you, yeah, you insert rows, you can't edit rows. So you have to kind of have a oh, blank okay. table and then populate that blank table with the content. But that's okay. why I don't understand. It's one of those things I just told it, it doesn't, doesn't compute. 
I mean, I, I'll say something that is probably really biased because obviously I started with Power Query, Stroke Power BI. It was a, the transition between the two is very quick. So I think Power Query and Power BI are very user-friendly in many regards to get started, where I don't think that you have that in Power Automate and you certainly don't have it in Power Apps. Oh, definitely um, not. How about this though? The most under-mentioned, under-used one. How about Power Pages? Does anyone... In the chat, yourself, Rinman, do you use Power Pages? I'm, I'm going to be honest and say I've I've only heard it in passing, and right. and it's like it's like is it real? Did I imagine that? Is it a real yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I checked it out, and um, I, at first I was so enthusiastic about it. I was like, going to be really cool because you can like embed your reports like really easily and stuff. Um, Microsoft hates Greg. Yes. So, <laughs> That's yes, you use so Greg uses, and that's cool. Um, also, I'm not sure, I forgot what my question was. To said, I said, Did you use them or did you like them? Was, was, them? But, but no, but no, but so what does Power Pages do? It's kind of like for me, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I for me, it was just like it was like it's like a creating a website in which you can embed, like you can create documentation and stuff with it, and you can. I think you have to be in inside the organization to use it, though. But that's the uh, good question. Like, what's where does it fit within the the power community or within the power set on the community, the power like setup, if you will? You know, like what I was going to say. Jeff's Jeff's question is the best. That's what I was going to say. Which of these tools correctly calculate totals no. in a matrix? If Power Pages doesn't give correct totals, it's not get it in the bin. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh my god uh, this is wait this, this is gonna get so messy man it's gonna <laughs> though i'm curious um greg has a, a video which is gonna play in two weeks or is it two weeks oh, and it says that. and says i was wrong now i'm guessing he's not actually saying that he was wrong i'm guessing there's some kind of thing going on there um he's gonna double down <laughs> But Power BI correctly configures the totals and matrix depending on how you look at it, right? Um, <laughs> that video that they released about the the, the uh, SQL BI guys, two days as it now, at the SQL BI guys, they um, released a video about this, which was very informative. And no matter where you stand on this growingly divisive subject, it was helpful to 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 make an argument in the situation. This is me trying to sit on the fence here. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's yeah, it's 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 like when when you when you're reading uh, SQL BI and you're going through like the genius uh, of, of their doc, it's like you you're not a participant in that mm. conversation. You're a spectator. Like mm. it, you you can and and like and that's a compliment because like it's yeah. so out there, it's so um, uh, complex that you you do need to like go in a cave for like a week, read it, and come back like a wizard, mm. learned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one second. Uh, this is a bit ironic. Greg says no comment. Really, mate? Now no comment. <laughs> Spill the beans. Come on. After. Yeah, come on. Let us know. No comment. I'm not used to um, Greg saying no comment. Something like a meme or something, you know? Really make, really making that that comment hard, you know? Um, no, I, look for, I look forward to the, to the video, see what it's saying. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting. But anyway, what, what, we, what we were saying, sorry, I was yeah. going to say, and so with Power BI, um, uh, the journey I'm on now, I've went mm -hmm. from learning DAX, learning Power Query, learning context transition finally, and filter context <laughs> and all of those amazing things. But now, and if, if Kratos is mm -hmm. here, Jeff's here, um, and you're here, we're on a journey now where we need to improve the data visualization game in Power BI. And that's kind of where my heart's sent now. I understand modeling. I understand all of that. And and now the exciting thing about my new role is that um I get to play with SQL. And I don't really know much about SQL. I know like the bare basics to get mm. to have mm. like views and stuff, but uh having access to a database with like insane amount of tables is just mm. like oh everything you touch turns to gold. So there's just so many possibilities. <laughs> And um, what's it, Jeff? What's what's your um? What's the bugs you most about Power BI? What is your pet peeve? Uh, uh, there's just there's loads of annoying things. Um, <laughs> but 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 the same name. It it comes from a place of love. We must we must put no, it out there. Yeah. 
it comes from a place of love. Um, I think one of the one of the things that annoys us the most, and it feels like this is, should be a really, really simple thing without having to do hacks, is being able to control the data labels and just say, oh, I only want to show the last one. And and even something that came later in the Power BI uh, uh, roadmap is uh, the series labels. Now, the series labels are nice. So you've got your data labels, mm. and then you add the this data series. Uh. So it, it puts the label at the end of the chart. But... In my mind, those data label series should match the color by default of the measure that the labeling and the don't, the default is gray. So not only do you have to define the color for your chart really? or your, yes. So if you've got a line, you've got multiple lines really? and you put series on, those series are gray. So you have to manually sort those colors out so that those colors match the line color. And I, and I think that is one of my biggest pet peeves that is annoying Get that is annoying mm -hmm. I, yeah so it was it was a thing for that uh, you know what we need um yeah that's thing from from family it, guy it, yeah it, it does me nothing <laughs> yeah it just does me it does me nothing yeah. uh but it's it, yeah it, for me it just it just would work like a legend where the color just matches the um the the, the line as you say yeah that's yeah, it's quite yeah it's um daniel says it's somewhat of a missed object it's honestly it's a functionality that i haven't used so actually i mean at all to be honest i've been busy with other things but that does sound quite frustrating so interesting though because last week i was speaking um to mohammed from power bi and he was talking about, about all the visualization update stuff he said in that live chat because i asked i said i wasn't sure what i'm allowed to talk about from what i've seen and he said if he showed it to you you can talk about everything which is really good to know because now i can talk about everything yes so, reveal so, that's that 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 will come like so that's um the the adding the 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 final point and stuff and to make it really choose which point you want to see yeah that's definitely going to come because I, the small the small fling these are these are small things but they have massive impact and 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 I think Jeff's alluded to it and Daniel it's like these are opportunities to mm. to improve the user experience as mm. well as tell a story. Yeah. The data story in a better way um but yeah no sorry i put it in you carry on no you didn't at all not at all uh, yes sorry uh, i said he uh, he is indeed um miguel myers i apologize for being very um non-specific about who i was talking about there so um, is, he, is he gonna the the thing that he's revealed to use is that gonna become public knowledge eventually or is it, is it way down the roadmap so I was, um, so what he said was, what he said, what Miguel said was that um, they want to take it and like, um, yeah, exactly. This is, I'm going to, yeah, all right, Jeff, I'll, I'll get that, I promise, mate. Uh, what you saw was potential requirements, not a roadmap. It's yes. very, it's, it's very true, but and I'm going to move on to that uh, in just one second. Um, that they want to do it in stages, like first simplify and then, then improve stuff. Everything that Miguel showed us were, unapproved ideas things that he wants to do but right. what i liked about it was the fact that he said look i'm a person who i spend a lot of my time building power bi reports so i understand the restrictions that i feel the frustrations that you feel all, all the type of stuff um also tying these two things together is that it's one thing seeing something which is wonderful i mean he's on the design side he's done truly an amazing job i mean i can't emphasize that enough an amazing job but the hard part is also implementation right so in as you said yourself the idea for the for the and uh, the the series labeling mm. great idea yeah but then when that was implemented it was implemented in a not particularly good way that was not a particularly eloquent way of saying that um so it was it was it wasn't well implemented and it's the same thing for i things that i always bang on about like you know the the um the the navigate the page navigation menu great idea badly implemented that that sort of stuff so it's all it's great all the great things to see but we'll see i'll i'll, I'll add a comment at this point uh because I, I used to be really militant and and it got to the point where i was joining jeff on the racks where i would just go on twitter and, and kick off <laughs> about the things that we don't have yeah. but um i think something uh what's his name ed 
I know his website's Ed Analytics. Uh, uh, I can't think of his surname now, but um, one of the MVPs, he said, because I said, oh, it's, it's lackadaisical, the approach they're taking, the visualisation. And he said, no, it's not lackadaisical. It's that there's so many interdependencies in the code and that goes behind building the Power by product is that they fix one thing and then they break two other things. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and one thing, going, going back to another pet peeve, this is very neat. That's it, Ed Hansby. Thank you, Johnny. Um, one pet peeve, and I don't know if anyone's noticed this, and it's just a little niggle that it 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 oh, it, it boils my blood. So do you know you've got the canvas? <laughs> you've got the canvas of your Power BI report, and and then you've got the wallpaper that sits above the canvas, so it's like mm. a blank area. Mm. Now, in the past, say yeah. for example, you put KPIs on the very top, and you used to be able to click on the outside bit and yeah. use your lasso selection to highlight what was just on the border. Now you can't do it. That doesn't yeah. work anymore. And you yeah. only are able to click inside the report canvas itself. But if you drag outside of the report canvas, the selection doesn't work or it doesn't respond to your cursors. So you can't yeah. move things. Another one, add that to the bucket. That is a strange one. Aye. When, because it, there must have, I'm not sure, I always, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. So there must have been a reason for that, but probably there wasn't. There just something was changed and it triggered that. It, that is a really odd one because it was really helpful to like, let's do your, your visualizations. Um, yeah, really weird. No, no. I, I, don't, I don't know the, the, the logic behind, behind what, what happened there, you know? Yeah, no, and I even highlight say, oh look, it's broken, yeah. and but it's like, oh, no one's got back to. I should apologize to Jeff. No, not militant. I meant it in a positive way. Like, well, that's the wrong word. It was like we were stern, stern. We we know what we want and we know what to ask for. I have ideas in my mind every day, and I think, oh, I've not really got the courage to say that. And then Jeff puts up a post like he speaks for all of us. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Jeff's pretty self-aware. He knows he's militant. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing as well. I sometimes I kind of, I'm not really one for kind of like speaking out too much or like complaining. I think mm -hmm. I'm not anyway. Um, and when I do, and then someone responds, I, <laughs> I have no filter. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Um, but yeah, it's, you, you can't, you, you can't really say that it doesn't get anything done, right? People being very outspoken. And a perfect example of that is this. If you go back quickly to the topic of the row totals in the matrix yes. with, with Microsoft hates Greg. Um, at the very least, right? If nothing changes, whether you agree with him or not, okay? At the very least, it resulted in a really awesome video by SQL BI, which you can use for people who are just getting started with Power BI and Learn DAX, and also for people who have a decent amount of experience with Power BI, but don't have great DAX knowledge, yeah? So I've, unless you're like really just, you know, mean and unpleasant and just nasty, <laughs> obviously there's never any, any, need, any need for that. But if you really do bang on about something, it's still going to have some kind of impact. It'll make someone read, it'll, it'll educate someone, you know? So I think at the end of the day, there's nothing particularly wrong with that, unless you're just being, you know, a bit of a dick. But, but no, but this is when this is when you come in and produce the goods, and lots of other people. Um, with I just was watching your video before uh, your Deneb um, uh, video yeah. you put out about the uh, uh, dynamic titles. Amazing! It's it's just yeah, like cheers, and, and and the way you you put the um, the way you explain it in little pieces mm. it it makes what is overwhelming can can be overwhelming and maybe it's daunting you make it digestible and it's like this is yeah. what's making us develop so yeah. um yeah well, there's there's it's two sides of the same coin yeah yeah it's a, thank you by the way um yeah it's I, it's I, yeah <laughs> you you <laughs> stop <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's. I think it, that's why just the conversation is important, you know, no matter what, what it is. I mean, the amount of stuff that I've learned just from going through a, a, a thread that I, I might I might have already muted the thread, um, but I'm still just going through. Okay, I've never, never thought about that. There's a blog post. I'll read about that, you know. 
Uh, I watch Venice, but yeah, this is funny. This is true, right? I've started posting on Twitter all the funny faces that I make because it's ridiculous. The number of times I'm editing a video and I'll just pause it and I'm kind of going like, or something like, what? what is that face representing? What? What am I reacting to? Someone replied, I think it was Andy, he said it's context transition. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, it's about accurate. Oh, man. But no, it's, it's all cool stuff. But it's um, because we're, we're, oh, sorry, the, the last thing on that topic is that um, the reason why it's so good, though, is because despite the things we love and the things that we would wish were better and improved, it's all because we're passionate whether this is yeah. like sad or geeky or good or not, but we're passionate about the product. We're passionate about the things we do with the product and we're passionate about the effect it has on others. If we're able to share and affect other people and improve other people. So I think it's, it's a, it's a great moment to be in this uh, power BI community bubble at the moment. Cause mm. there is a lot of good things. I feel that are on the horizon that are coming. Yeah. Hopefully. Absolutely. I can, I, yeah, I, can, I can only say I um, completely agree for sure. And it's the same with all these sort of things you say, you know, if you, you got to be concerned when people just stop caring, right? That's just when, when you start getting apathetic about it, then you've kind of, you've lost something. Mm -hmm. And um, I was speaking to someone the other day and it, this is just me relaying what someone else said to me. I'm not sure how true it is. They said they were, they were, had seen or they were concerned that within the, the Tableau community that stopped being as interactive and it stopped being as interesting. Now, I can't speak to that. Uh, this is really mm -hmm. not my area. But to see the continual, uh, continual, continued uh, passion and, yeah, I don't know, um, uh, about an, an array of subjects, it's, it's always quite, uh, quite, quite nice to see, quite nice to, to be a part of as well, you know. Um, I've got to ask a question now. This is going to completely change the subject because I mentioned it in like pretty much every single one of the tweets that I mentioned. Yeah, well, I'm ready. <laughs> right, you ready? Crisps, right? So crisps. To clarify, like crisps as in English crisps, not like, what are they called in the US? They call them chips, right? Potato chips or something? Potato chips, not potato uh, chips. But like, like, well, actually, yes, potato yeah. chips, but like, but crisps as we call them. What's what's the crowd with crisps? Because uh, I, just, I don't get it, mate. You got some, right. oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a one I example there, right? So, crisp potato chips. Mm. Um, it's my vice, it's my addiction. Once I start, I can't stop. And ah, okay, right. It's, it's, it's about, it's about, I'm addicted to taste. I'm addicted to, so even if you're full and it's like, I've had a meal, not necessarily hungry, but I want to experience that taste. I want the, the, and, but it's, it's, it's potatoes in all the forms. Whether yeah, it's okay. crisps or potato wedges or um, what they're called, <laughs> um, what's the, what's the other type of potato fries, um, crisps, hash chips, browns, hash browns, even better. Yes, um, yeah. it's just that I don't know what it is. Potato salt flavors, um, I can go forever, and it's um, and even it gets to the point where, like back in the day when you're younger, you'd have like, oh, just a normal packet of crisps and like 30 grams. And it's like, as an adult, it's like, I go through a family pack or like, or like a, what's it called? A kettle, those kettle crisps as well. Oh, yeah, all right. yeah, Big yeah. packets. But what's your favorite flavor? Oh no, you don't like crisps, do you? Crisps are pointless. I hate them. What do you mean? <laughs> Explain yourself now. You're <laughs> <laughs> just going to leave. <laughs> I don't understand the need or the, the, the joy of eating a food that can at any moment cut the inside of your mouth and contains <laughs> a disproportionate amount of salt so that when you do cut yourself, it absolutely chins. <laughs> it's it's called sweet pain. It's sweet, sweet pain. pain. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that hurts, but I like it. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> For anyone who's just joined the chat, we're still talking about Chris. Yeah. This is like Connect Knife Nights, you know? <laughs> um, what, no, what? I just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. No, no, you, 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 what were you going to say? Sorry. I just, no, I, I mean, I, it's not like I don't like a snack. I love, I love snack food, right? Um, but I'm, I, I prefer like, you know, sugary stuff, right? Actually, one of the reasons I stopped drinking was because I got to the point where it was like, look, Ben, you got to choose. You got to choose something that you enjoy that makes you put on weight. Is it alcohol or, or is it cake? And I was like, I don't care. I'm choosing cake. That's it. You know what I mean? 
Wait, when when you get to our age, when you're yeah. on the cusp on the cusp of middle age, you do have to make a choice. Am I going to keep boozing or am I going to keep eating? And I chose I'm going to keep eating. I can't. I, I love it. <laughs> I I fully respect your choice. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just crisps are never something that I particularly like enjoy enjoyed or just like really even the even eating them because when you finish eating them, they're kind of getting your teeth in an annoying way as well. You know. It's just they're the most. There are so many downsides to crisps, you know. There's a there's an expression in Spanish. So do you know when you um you eat stuff and you get them caught in your teeth, and then you might find a little bit. That there's an expression is called paloegos, and it shortens. It means para luego for later, and they call them so the the bits for later. <laughs> That's. That's one of those moments where I react so strongly that I almost re respond actually in Italian, the language that I know the least, but I hear Tal Italian spoke with the most passion. So when I really mean something, I go to Italian, which is kiss kifo, which is, yeah. that's disgusting, which you know, because of the Spanish. But no, but the, the thing is with crisps, the, the come in so many varieties, like the best flavors now, there is a method of eating crisps. I don't know how other people eat their crisps. Some people just crunch, get straight in. But there's also what I do, and it goes back to my taste addiction, is that I lick the crisp first, get all the flavours off, and then when it's soft, and then I crunch them and eat them. And that's why the ridge cuts are better, because in the ridges, they get like concentrated salty bits and tasty bits. I love it. So, so you basically... I you're admitting that there's a design flaw and you have a work and you have a workaround all right <laughs> that's it look D D donald i used to lick pringles when i was a kid because pringles are more fragile so to get the best out of them you have to lick them first i heard that pringle i heard i read on a random website <laughs> that pringles were designed in that shape based on some kind of scientific formula regarding strength and packaging uh, i'm not sure how true that is but apparently the design is this very purposeful design based on some real mathematic thing. Um, I'm not sure that's true. Because they, the they sit on top of your tongue perfect, the way they go in. They just yeah. rest when you close your mouth, it's perfect. I agree that you can, I, won't, I, I don't want to do too much on camera, you can stick your tongue out and just put one on your tongue and then essentially retract it back into your <laughs> mouth. It's kind of like a conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy that about Pringles. Yeah, that, that is true. But there is an argument. Um, Pringles apparently are technically not a crisp because they're yeah. not made out of potatoes. It's, yeah, it's like it's like a prawn cracker kind of thing. I, I, I love me some Lay's stacks. What's a Lay's? Yeah. Is that also a crisp? The, the, they're like Walkers, Lay's and Walkers. I think it's ah. like a sister brand. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough, sir. Oh, my God. Amazing. But, See, but, but, but um, take a study we were talking about earlier take crisps, put crisps in the study, and now you've got a crisp sandwich. So you've got texture, taste, and crunch. What yeah. more do you need? Yeah, that is, I'll give you the crisp sandwich. Actually, that's actually not bad. Um, this, the, the sandwiches I used to have when I was a kid, my dad, um, apple and banana sandwiches my, my dad used to make for us. And they were, they were really good, man. But wait a minute, you put apple, like slices of apple, slices of banana in a sandwich. Yeah. That's weird. You got it is weird. You got to try it though. It's so good. <laughs> it's the only way my dad could get me get me go to a cricket match because I, I used to hate cricket when I was a kid. I used to go to see Durham play, yeah, and uh, I used to hate just an old day without watching cricket. Actually, this will bring me on to a point that Jeff just mentioned before, and I probably can't find the comment anymore. Here it is. Actually, one day I want to see a scary face suddenly appear in that skylight behind Ben. This one right there. <laughs> Who should it be? <laughs> I tell you, you can't, and you know why? Because I'm not. You probably can't see it. That skylight there, I can't point it because I'm not. I actually, I got a plank of wood, I painted it purple, and I screwed it in the window because I hate the sunlight coming through. Because I hate the sunlight so much, right? <laughs> that I didn't want to even come. I was like, I'm not even going to buy a blind. I want a thick bit of wood over my window. Hence me hating cricket because in cricket it's so many got to see outside all day and it's too sunny. Yeah. No, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I need sun, like I worship it. it, it but <laughs> this, but we're from Newcastle. We're desperate when the yeah. sun does come out, like them two days of the year. Mm. Shorts, t-shirt out, lap it up. Yeah, yeah. Fair no, winter, winter's coming. Winter's coming, and it is. 
I, I love me winter, mate. August, that's sorry, August, crash. Uh, autumn and winter, they're my times to shine, really, because um, when I'm outside, I mean, I feel bad for my wife in the, in the summer, especially now because of, you know, climate change and stuff where it's ridiculously hot. I'm just so grumpy all of the summer. I'm like, everything's sweating. How is this fun? And and, and then it's summer, right? So it gets away, like 35 degrees and done, and people go on holiday to somewhere even hotter. Like, are you crazy? That's but unnecessary. There's something, there's something satisfying about when the sun's cooking you and your your skin starts to cook ever so slightly and it smells like popcorn. I think you want to be a potato. You sound like you want to be a baked potato. <laughs> if I shave my beard, I look like a peeled potato. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing. That's terrifying. This is true. This is why Ben prefers pure good ducks, less sweating. True story. <laughs> true story. I actually um, don't understand. I, I spoke to someone once about, I was doing a power bear training quite a long time ago. And I was saying how much I loved um, M and power query. And they looked at me like I was some kind of psychopath. I was like, how can you love M? And I was like, I don't know. It just makes sense. I'm typing it. It's like I'm typing like, like a, a sentence, not code. It's like this, then that. If this and then and then it's it's great. I have to like bother with like the commas and stuff so much. I love it. It's fantastic. It's the closest thing to like natural language coding. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. We went from potatoes and sun and crisps really fast back to power query there. <laughs> Hold on to your seats. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I know exactly what the fear. What the fuck is going on here? And there's another rails. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens sometimes. Oh, it's all going on in the background there, mate. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. But what about you would love COBOL? I don't know what that is. What is COBOL? What is this? Is this a coding language? It must be, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, I tell you what piqued my interest in uh, uh, going down rabbit hole. So it was, um, is it Greg Baldini? Okay, Um, yeah. uh, uh, He mentioned, well, someone was talking about where does M code come from? It was like, mashup but m is like um the way vega lights a sister language of d3 m is a sister language of f sharp and apparently f sharp some people use f sharp as the foundations of their sort of org- uh, organization the data organization and okay. f sharp is like an advanced version of power query and it's supposed to be like sick it's supposed to be amazing and then i was looking i was trying to find and there was some articles that were saying like if you get F shop so niche that it's like it's not really sought after, but it's really um it's a rewarding avenue to go down because it's so unique. That's interesting. Oh man. See, but the problem like, is- oh, sorry, you finished. No, no, you please go for it. I was gonna say, but my question is where do we find F shop to learn it, to use it? I've I've got no idea. Don't know where to start. It's the thing about I guess one thing is is learning it, but one in the other is, is needing to use it. So you're gonna learn it. Unless you, you know, have a project or some re- requirement or some way you can, like, on a website, you know, oh, I publish this, and you're just never gonna, you're uh, never gonna get there. Right. It, it's tough. The one thing I learned about very recently, um, and maybe I should have already known about this because back to the whole language thing is in spoken language as well. Um, apparently, I didn't know this. Azure Cognitive Cognitive Services has the ability to translate. So basically, you can use Azure Cognitive Services, and it will basically detect languages, and then also give the ability to change. So basically, if you have an English data set with lots yeah. of English text, you can feed that. If I'm saying something wrong, by the way, terribly wrong, in the chat, tell me because I'm pretty mm-hmm. ignorant about this. You as well, in Remran, of course. No, that yeah. sounds legit. That sounds. It sounds rad, right? Right, right on my street. Yeah, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I would love to try that. And I was just kind of like, wow, because I would be like, if I want to translate something, I'd be like, yeah, okay, so, you know, use a API or something. Like, all right, with this Azure Cognitive Services, you have the ability to basically, it'll just translate stuff for you. It detects a language and then you, or whatever, you pick another language and it just does it. Like, that's amazing. But this is where, like, I might be going off on a tangent here, but like, all of that stuff, Azure, hmm. like SQL, but Azure signups, I'm really interested in that. Mm. And this is going to bring me on to a question, we'll kind of segue a little bit, and this Do is it. more out of my curiosity, right? 
you want to learn something new, you want to learn Azure, I'd love to learn about Azure sign-offs because apparently it's like the framework's kind of like um, Power Query and it breaks it down into steps and all that stuff. Mm. Or it's based on in the background of Azure, there's Power Query, something like that. Uh, I might be wrong. But like when we're trying to learn Deneb, while trying to learn Azure or SQL, where do you personally, because you you are inspirational in this sense, and where does anyone who's got a family, mm-hmm. where do you find the time to do a full-time job, do blogs, do videos, keep up appearances, and learn something new, and get sleep? And like mm-hmm. our, belly, our belly get to work and get back without being absolutely knackered. Mm-hmm. And then there's like two good hours left, have a meal and they're done. And they say, mm-hmm. yeah, but in this time, people are finding the extra two, three hours to like do more stuff. And it's like, uh, mm. I'm curious and I'm baffled and I'm inspired. Uh, well, <laughs> I, t- I can break, make it a really simple for you, mate. You're kind of on that list of stuff. The <laughs> last one that you said was it, the sleep part. No. What is it? I, every, I think for the past three weeks, I've gone to bed every single day earliest at half past three in the morning. Earliest. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a person who's needed a lot of sleep. I'm lucky though, because I have a really good like setup. I say I have a very good relationship with my wife. Of course, I do with my wife. But like in regards, like how we split stuff in the morning when the kids get up for school. The last thing I do before I go to bed, I prepare like the um, what's it called? The broad box where you put all the food. Um, um the thing lunch when box. a kid lunchbox. Thank you. Aye. I put all the food in the um, lunchbox, and I go to bed half past three, four o'clock in the morning. The kids get up like half past six, seven. And then she does all the morning stuff, gets them off to school. And then I'll get up, run about nine o'clock and, and start my day. So I have like a balance there, but I just don't sleep very much. Because I, 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 I wake up like three in the morning. I set me alarm for five, but I wake up at three, four in the morning and my brain's already thinking. Like before I've even opened my eyes, I'm, I'm saying like, oh, how am I going to solve this problem today? And yeah, can't, yeah. can't switch up, can't switch up. I think, I, but it's one of those things. I mean, you get up really early. I go to basically you get up as I'm going to bed, essentially, right? Um, I'm even be, even before like I used to get up and stay up so late. I, I'm just useless in the mornings. I mean, I was a, when I was a flight attendant, I used to get up like in the morning, like sometimes four o'clock, five o'clock, and off to the airport. It was a nightmare because I had to go there and I had to be a nice person and speak and you know customer service and stuff. And I just wanted to like either be in bed or be dead like it was just i hated it so it's the same I, i'm like i'm like how can you do that every day how can you get up like four o'clock in the morning it's just uh, i like, resonate uh before i was a data analyst um mm-hmm. i did work in a in a bar in an airport <clears throat> newcastle airport and yes. i would be on be on the early shift so i'd have to start work two three in the morning and honestly you'd be on the bar three four in the morning uh people coming in going oh i want a pint of carlsberg and say, yeah. like, oh, we don't serve Carlsberg, serve uh, Carlin or something. And then it'd be like, oh, no, no, no I didn't want this. And say, like, you're going on holiday. It's free yeah. in the morning. Get off it. Yeah. <laughs> the rage from zero to 100 instantly. It's ridiculous. People get enraged about the most ridiculous things. Though That reminds me. I remember when I was, um, I would have been 18, 18 through 20, that age range. I was me and my best mate. And and our like friend like uh, our girlfriends like there was like we had all this friendship group and the same like um, girlfriends together. We we're piled in his car. He was he wasn't drinking. We were, and we drove. We'd been out in Newcastle, and we drove to Newcastle Airport because we knew, we knew the bar was open there. So we wanted to go to the, the bar at Newcastle Airport just to have one more drink, you know. <laughs> Cheeky one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Um, yeah, this is more like time of the day stuff. Uh, Dave was here as well. Funny tweet the other day. 30 days of Dax Challenge. Day 30 of Dax Challenge. That's my life. Go three. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The worst thing is when you want to go to sleep and you're just lying there and you still your brain's still working. Every and day. then, yeah. And Every the day. worst, it's, it's, it's annoying when it works. It's even more annoying when it works and actually solves the problem. And you're like, oh man, do I? have to get up and go back you know because i'm going to forget there's zero percent chance i'm going to remember this tomorrow morning i hate that and sometimes like i refuse i refuse to go to bed until i've solved this uh, because yeah. the, the, or uh, 
loads yeah. of times, loads of times. And yeah. and some, I think ninety percent of the times, like it ends in success. But then there's a couple of times, and I don't know what it is when you can't solve something in that moment. That that feeling of utter uh, like <clears throat> defeat, it it yeah. it just it sticks in your chest and but nobody else knows it's like this is my personal battle and i can't really share it with anyone because no one's mm. as like sad as us and about solving coding problems this, this i'm just embracing the idiot mate there's nothing wrong with being a nerd it's, it's all good oh, no, i love it but the thing is about i mean i i do exactly the same thing i tweeted about this the other day that i refuse to go to bed until i solve the problem but it's ridiculous because it's so counterintuitive because I can literally feel myself getting so exhausted. I can feel myself getting more stupid. And it's like, no, I need the brain power now. And it's going down. I'm like, no, I will must continue. Um, it's, it's like, I, it's, I need to brush my teeth. I should really take a shower now. I've been sitting in the same position for 14 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's unhealthy. I mean, I like it. I mean, obviously, this is one of the things I say so often about the job that I have and the industry that we, in which we work. I think we're so very lucky. And it also makes, because of our personalities, there must be something that unites us in regards how we we like to learn, how we like to discover, you know. But every day we're learning something. Every day we're looking at something. I mean, like, you know, someone mentions like Azure Cognitive Services. Oh, I'm going to read about that. Or you constantly set yourself challenges. So you're always always improving. The downside of that is um, you're not going to sleep. Basically, I think the, the, it's a it's a condition. It's called FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. For, and it's it's a it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It is true. Or fear, fear of missing out, fear of of ne never solving the solution. But yeah, FOMO <laughs> is much rolls off the tongue a lot. But yeah, it's like what uh, Chris says as well. Go to sleep, you'll solve it in your sleep. Also, do you promise? Also possible. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Um, one second. I want to bring. Yeah, I'll bring this comment up because it's thinking it out there. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. My wife looks at me funny. I'm swearing at Power BI and call myself a a dumb a dumb person out loud when I realize it was easy to solve. Yeah, this is the when you you over engineer something in your brain. You're like, oh, I'm gonna have to do this way. Actually, that dinner video that I just did, I was really thinking of a way to do it, and I just. I did it in such an overly complex manner at first. And I was like, what are you doing? Just take it like 10 steps back. And it was like so much easier. Um, yeah, it's just, um, it, but it, it, it's important. It's an important part of the process of learning, you know? And this is also why when it comes to, you know, making videos or understanding or just teaching people new things. Um, I think it's, everyone kind of knows this thing about, I forget who said it, or it's just something that people know that, to actually understand something properly, or you have to be able to teach it, right? Yes, that is a, that is a proper saying. Yes, yes. I forget. I forget where it comes from, but there is definitely truth in that. You know, um, there's nothing worse than having to explain something and only know knowing that you only half know it, and you're blagging your way through it. And like, I, no, no, it's no. Bad. But it's even worse when you actually do know how it works. Yeah, but when yeah, you okay. and, and and you can you can do it with your eyes closed. But then when you do have to try and explain it, it makes no sense. It's like I don't I don't know how to express this, but just trust yeah. us, follow us. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this by by Chris Winbring. I like this for two reasons. See, do teach. It's completely true. I say this quite often. The first this is ridiculous. Probably the first time I ever heard this was actually on. ER. This remember this show ER from like whatever the nineties or the <laughs> early zeros. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think yeah. He said it. He Doctor Green said it to Doctor Carter. See one, do one, teach one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the first time I ever heard that, and I was like, that's absolutely true. This is basically how it works. It's it's a great way of it's for me. It's a great methodology for kind of learning and kind of advancing. But that's why what we do it. It's cyclical. You're mm. constantly seeing, you're constantly doing, you're constantly teaching, whether it's teaching yourself or teaching someone else. And then, mm. um, but the learning journey never ends. It's a constant. Yeah. So we're always fed in that regard. We're always yeah. nourished by learning. Always nourished by learning. I love that. I'm you're, so, you're so deep, mate. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying this chat, but I'm going to have to call it a day, mate. Uh, speaking no, of it's, a, it's a pleasure. It's been an hour, hasn't it? It's flown by. It, it's, it has flown by. And I was thinking, speaking of, um, you know, saying it all three o'clock in the morning, I did promise my wife I could go down and watch a film with her at night um, rather than just me sitting there. Of course, 
I, I've made a video now, so I'm like, okay, I, I can I can finish with that for this week and then go on and do other stuff now, you know. Um, but mate, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed the chat. Really, likewise, it's been a joy. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Yeah, mate, everyone, thank you in the in the chat for all your questions and the comments as usual. Uh, a lot of good fun. And um, I'll be back next week, and it'll be episode fifty. Looking forward to that. Um, you almost made it, mate. Almost, you were almost fifty. <laughs> Je- Jeff would say that you were fifty because I did two two with him. Because as you mentioned before, my my I'll daughter. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're the um the the the, the back of fifty. I'll say. <laughs> um, but no, next week's James Dale. So we talk a lot about maps and icon maps, which should be good fun. And um, cool. Anyone, thank you very much. Uh, have a good evening and uh, goodbye. See you later. Thank you. Bye bye.